I absolutely love baseball. I've loved baseball my whole life. When I was a kid, I played baseball, played Little League, probably seven nights a week, played catch with my dad. Would have played catch even more if there was another night to play catch. And my dad was awesome. He worked in construction, come home after 12 hours, still play catch with me. So I'm in high school. I make the JV team. I absolutely am loving it. And I am up at bat and two strikes. And I look back and there's my dad, like he always was. Somehow he made it to the games, sitting on the, sitting on the bleachers and runner on base. I needed to get a hit to drive this runner in because we needed to win this game. And I struck out. Struck out, was so bummed. Like literally, I was the guy who swung a baseball bat all the time. Now I was not built to be a baseball player. I was like four foot four in the ninth grade, but I still swung a bat all the time. I could hit a baseball, but I struck out. And I turn around and I walked to the dugout and I walked back to where my dad was on the bleachers. And you know, how do you think my dad responded? Like he looked at me and he said, "You'll get him next time." Like it was one at bat. You'll get him next time. I can't even kid you not. That was the second out of the inning. The next out, my friend is up at the at the plate. There's a runner on. Same thing happened. Two strikes. His dad, though, is sitting on the other end of the bleachers, and he's screaming at his son the entire game. Like, it's like night and day difference. You know, he's screaming at his son. Kid strikes out, and his dad goes berserk. He's yelling at the ump. He's yelling at the catcher. He's yelling at the pitcher. He's yelling at both coaches. And then he starts tearing into his son. And I'll never forget his son walking back to the dugout. And he kind of like was in the corner. So his dad couldn't see him. Took off his helmet. We're all looking at this guy because we could hear his dad. His dad is still going on about how awful his son is, how he never practices. He's a good for nothing. And the kid just like tuned it all out. And I, I, could not believe the difference. I could not believe the difference between the two things that happened. Uh, and so to, that was like one of those moments that stuck in my brain all these years later where I'm like, okay, this is the, this is the value. This is the importance. This is the difference of a life that speaks with people and speaks at them. Like it was, it's as clear as day. I don't even know. I was 14. How many years ago that is, you know, 25 plus years ago. But even to this day, it's still so important to me. And so today's episode, we're going to jump in and we're going to continue this conversation about speaking with people or at them. And we really want to kind of go at the idea of the question, why am I not really heard? Like, why is no one really listening? Well, welcome to the podcast. My name is Jason Rates. I'm your host and joined with me for episode number two is my co-host, Dennis Poulet. Poulet. Dentist Poulet. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't know why I said dentist. Did you get, it's okay. it's did you okay. get that as a kid? Teeth clean. Yeah. Uh, no, no, nobody. Had, well, I guess little kids. Little kids. You know, when did they you were get made mean. fun of with your last name? Not a bunch. Not a bunch. Really? No, not a bunch. I got uh, I went to a Christian school. You know, Christian school kids are perfect in every way. Well, I went to a Christian school too. <laughs> I went to a Lutheran school though. Florida. So. Florida over Michigan. Oh, that could be. Maybe yeah, they're just probably, nicer down south. Yeah, I doubt that. Down south, they do I, say that phrase, bless your heart. Yes. Which I found to be not really a nice phrase. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, well, depends. It depends on who's saying it. Oh, but growing up uh, down south, are you a pop or soda guy? Oh, everything is Coke. No. I mean, maybe I would say soda, but I would definitely not say pop. Oh, that's so wrong. Yeah, pop is not. Pop doesn't exist down here. So wrong. It's just (laughs) what we say, pop. I I guess I didn't realize that. You went to Christmas Christian schools. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't know you did too. Yeah, well, yeah. Christian Lutheran schools, K through twelve. 
Yep, me too. Did you have a dress code? Uh, yeah, there was a uniform. Oh, yeah. High yeah. school, we had a uniform too. Well, I, there was a uniform, and then there was, yeah, it was just a dress code kind of a thing. High school, uh, in our Christian school, boys couldn't have a mustache, so... Well, I wouldn't have had that problem in high <laughs> it was, school. No, it was no problem for me. <laughs> I was absolutely fine. There's a guy, Rich, Rich in our high school, though. Freshman year, he had like a Tom Selleck mustache. Nice. It was like a little like hamster underneath his... Yeah, his, and then uh, mustaches are coming back, too. Oh, they're how crazy, all the rage. I think it's the Top Gun movie. If you're in your 20s, you've got to have a mustache. Yeah, I think it's Maverick. Yeah, it's it Maverick's looks, looks pretty good. Well, how about that? We're a couple of Christian school guys. There you go. K through 12. Well, this is exciting because this episode of Speak With People is sponsored by Global Gym. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sorry, I wasn't supposed to laugh there, was no, I? <laughs> like, no, we're being maybe, serious. We're being maybe, serious. Maybe some of our listeners know. And this podcast is also sponsored by Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, so that's nice. Your I, paper source for all of your needs. I write everything on Dunder Mifflin paper. Dunder Mifflin paper. Wouldn't that be awesome, though? You you weren't an office guy, are you? Or, no, are you? no, not an office uh, guy. How can we be friends? <laughs> Have you seen any episodes? So I've heard that you have to skip the first season and then watch the second season. But why would I do that? I don't understand why. Okay, I would, the like, first, yeah. Like if you're if you're a fan of something and you say, "Oh, it's great!" in the starting in the second seat, like you skip the first couple of episodes of the Speak with People podcast because it's gonna get better. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm hoping people aren't going to be doing that. Well, don't do that. <laughs> you know? Maybe they will now, knowing that Global Gym is uh, sponsoring <laughs> us. If people know that, though, I would love for them to comment in the comment section on on here, just to if they caught that reference, because that would be awesome <laughs> to know. Because that's going back now, quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with the office. I broke my ankle. I was a junior high pastor at Willow Creek Community Church at the time. It was June of like 07, I think, 08, 07, I think. And we had this giant 10-foot earth ball be filled with air. Oh, yeah. And then everybody hit it up on the ground. So it was all these sixth graders, like 100 sixth graders and me were all hitting this giant. And I went up to hit it, but it kicked me off balance. And I landed right on my left ankle and snapped it. Like I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And unfortunately, I had a group of 15 junior high boys in my small group, and they saw me on the ground, and so they came and pummeled on top of me. And <laughs> I was, like, trying to scoot away from them, you know, like an injured seal on a beach from a killer whale. And that was, that was pretty horrible. I was stuck on the couch because I had to have surgery. I had to have pins. And then I was on the couch, and my brother... Uh, my brother said, hey, you need to watch this show. And so he brought me these things called DVDs. This is nice. And I'm yeah. dating wow. myself, right? And I watched the first. And so going back to your thing, yeah, the first season is a little bit like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like especially today in today's climate, ooh, there there are so many sensitive things that people be like, you can't say that. But I made it through, and then I watched them all, and I cried. I laughed. I actually dreamed of being a paper salesman for a little <laughs> bit. That's how much I loved it. Yeah, you probably could have been a good paper salesman. Well, who knows? Well, well, thank you. Thank you for joining us for the second episode of Speak With People. We're so glad that you are here. Let's just dive into this. Why, why am I not really being heard? Why? I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, I, said, I said, why are people not <laughs> listening to, to me? No, to that was it. so good. You got me on that, too, because oh, we man. didn't talk about that. No, and no, you totally yeah. got me. Yep. 
Uh, but maybe, I don't know if you've ever felt that. Or you think people are listening to me, but you don't really know that behind your back, they're checking out when you're talking or they're tensing up because the only way you communicate is through force. And so, you know, every time you come close, they're just like getting ready for you to share. And so, I don't know, Dennis, have you ever felt that way? Like, am I being heard? Are people listening to me? Oh, yeah. All the time. I mean, if you've got kids, you probably think, <laughs> are you listening? Hello, McFly. Are you there? Are you paying attention? Yeah. Sometimes you say something and you're like, I'm not really sure if you're paying attention to me. And I, I actually, I have the same issue. So I can't just blame it on my kids. Yeah. I have the same issue. Sometimes sure. I'm on my phone and they'll say something to me and my brain goes to, I did not catch anything at all that they just said. And I, I immediately go into like, I'm such a bad dad. I need to put my phone away, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then I say, I'm sorry. What was that that you, you know, I'm yep. sorry I'm not listening. And I try to make an excuse for it. Yep. And, but yeah, it happens to me all the time on both sides of the coin yep. where either somebody's not paying attention to me or I'm not paying attention to them. And I completely zoned out and I don't know how to respond. The invention of the iPhone was incredible because with the flip phone, like we could be engaged or when you had the Nokia, you could play like some of the cool games. Oh yeah. Snake. Snake. But as soon as the iPhone, like we went to a, we yeah. went to a bad place. And I can remember when my kids were little, we used to teach them when it comes to conversations, when you're talking to someone, you look them in the eye, you look them in the eye. And so we would stop if we were out at dinner and my kids went to order and they weren't looking the waiter or waitress in the eye. We would say, nope, please stop. Look the waiter in the eye. And so we talked about this all the time. I can remember when Madison, my now 14 year old was maybe four, maybe five. And we're having this whole conversation one day. We're playing Barbies, got the whole setup going and we're having this whole thing. And I got a text, and so I'm looking at my phone while playing Barbies. You know, I'm the <laughs> Ken guy, and she's the Barbie, and we're talking. And I'm on my phone, on my phone, on my phone. And um, I just fell into the, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Was not paying attention to her at all. Totally, like, captivated by my phone. And she stopped me at one point, grabbed my phone, put it down, put her cute little hands. Man, can you, oh, do you even remember that face? <laughs> when your kids were, like, four and those cute little hands. Put it on my face, turned my face so I'm looking her eye to eye. And she says, Dad, when we talk to people, we look them in the eye. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, I can, ooh. That so you was... remember whenever Fred Flintstone, I don't, maybe, I don't know if you were Flintstone. Oh, I watched the Flintstones. Remember, back in the day, Fred Flintstone, whenever something would happen to him, he would shrink down really small and it would go, that's that's the moment where you, like, that's as it. a dad, you feel like you're two inches big because yep. you're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't. Yep. I wasn't doing what, practicing moment. what I preach. There's this moment. Or you're sitting at someone, you know, at Panera or Starbucks or your, your Chick-fil-A. I mean, your place of choice. And you just pour out your heart, pour out your heart, pour out your heart. And then you realize, like, you know, they were not engaged at all. And the other person goes right into a new topic. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess I didn't need to just pour out my heart to you. And you have no thoughts on it. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. How about the the Bucks game the other night or whatever? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Or you got an idea to write a killer social media post and you pour your heart and soul into it and then you post it. Maybe maybe you're not like this at all. And then like five minutes later, you look back to see if anyone's liked it. And okay. Then like in, the, in the last few days, you've said this to me a couple of times about how... <laughs> 
<laughs> I did this thing to my Facebook page and I'm noticing that I'm not getting as many likes. So if you are listening to the podcast, go to Jason's Facebook page, <laughs> like his post. He's feeling like nobody's hearing him. <laughs> But, uh, it, but it does happen, right? It does happen it does for happen. sure. It does and happen. kids in the next generation, they, they actually, they'll post an Instagram picture. And if it doesn't get a certain amount of likes in a certain amount of time, they'll just delete it or wow. they'll archive it or whatever. And so, so we do live in this kind of like, I mean, we all want to be heard, but we also want to be acknowledged. Yep. So sometimes we're not acknowledged as much as we would like. So definitely go like Jason's Facebook stuff. <laughs> Well, thank you. So, so That's a Jason Rates R-A-I-T-Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on a plane once and there is this older gentleman. I was there with one of my kids. I was taking them on a trip when I was going to speak somewhere. And and there's older gentleman in our row at the other end. And he was just so loud talking to everybody, talking to the flight attendant, talking to this, the neighbor, talking to the people in front of him. And at one point I leaned over to my, my son and I was like, oh my gosh, that guy is so loud. And my son was like, you're as loud as him. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, that's that's probably true because my family tells me all the time I have no depth 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 perception. Depth perception. Depth perception. When I think I'm whispering, I'm actually talking at full force. And then when I'm talking at full force, I'm actually yelling. Oh boy. And so that's kind of what we feel like sometimes though, right? Like I'm not being heard. And so it's natural to get louder, or it's natural to get more passive aggressive with a post. Is anyone Reading my stuff. Right. I know four people will like this. <laughs> so, but I ha I feel the need, like I have to post it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh, it's just a personal pet peeve. And I know I've probably done it. If you go back to however many years I've been on Facebook, I try not to, but you get bad customer service somewhere and you go on right on. Oh yeah. And you're like, don't ever go to the Chick-fil-A over there. And I'm like, that's really? what Twitter exists for though. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why this podcast is solely about helping you, encouraging you, inspiring you, challenging you to elevate the importance of healthy communication by speaking with people, not at them. We hope that listening to this podcast weekly will give you a dose, an injection, a lift, some motive, a boost. Man, that's a lot of adjectives. That, yeah. Um, I, was, I wasn't paying attention, but yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> it will really push you to change the way that you think about communication, how you talk with people, how you write to them, how you post, how you say things from a stage. Yeah, and I think nobody has it nobody has it perfected yet. Right. So we can all get better at our communication and the more that we listen to these kinds of things and think through them, the more we're going to be able to improve our communication, the way that we talk with people, the way that we're, you know, we all have a message we want to get out. Yes. Whether it's business, we have a business message. Yep. Whether it's ministry, we have a ministry message. Whether it's just even just a parent trying to survive yes. or a marriage that's trying to survive, you, you have to be able to communicate your message in a way that you're going to be heard. And as we always say here, this is the, this is the way to do it. You need to speak with people, not at them. Yep. You want people to receive what you're saying and not just you're just I'm just talking into thin air and nobody's listening. Yep. You want them to be oh, able to listen good. and hear. And so that's kind of what we're doing today, so talking about, well, how can I be heard? What are yep. the things that I can do yep. as the person who's speaking loudly or maybe speaking softly or just even whispering into my kids' ears? How can I be heard by them? So what are those things that we can do? So the fun part is we, we want to try to break down this with verse at. 
with Verthat. I can't, I can't, I can't really say it too well. With verse at. If you say that five times, it gets really confusing. Yes. With verse at. Or at verse with. Or at verse with. And so I don't know. Let's start with the negative. Because at, you know, at we're, we're kind of saying is the is the negative way, is, is the way not to communicate with someone. And so let's start with some some things that come to mind when it comes to speaking at people. And some of these are both internal and external because so much of the words that come out of our mouth are formed in our heart, in our soul. And so if our heart and soul are just at an unhealthy place, those words are going to come out. So I'll just jump in. When you speak at people, your words are just words. You haven't really thought through the fact that these words, like you said in episode number one, I thought it was very profound. And I remembered it from episode number one. Words can dismantle someone's day. And so you don't think through that. You just say them and you don't put any weight behind them. I mean, that's a huge, a huge part. Words are just words. Yeah. And sometimes your words, I mean, I don't think you have to be super always constantly thinking about choosing the correct word or else I'm going to mess it up. But, but at the same time, you do have to have a purpose behind the word that you choose. So yes. you do have to know. Yes. So if words are just words, then, then I can say anything and it won't really matter. But we do have to have that mindset of the fact that my words aren't just words. My words do have, like we always say, the power of life and death. And yep. so it is coming out of my heart and into my mouth and out into the person that I'm speaking with. But I do have to understand that I am going to say something and there is going to be an effect. Yes. You know, it's that whole cause and effect thing. I think an easy way to think about it too, and there's a, a tension to manage. Because there are some people who have no tact and there are some people who are like so, you know, gracious and kind that they never get their message across because they're, you know, they don't, they don't, they're not forceful enough or there's this managed attention, there's this tension to manage. And I was talking to one of my friends, Dr. Tom, about it because I'm writing the book, Speak With People, Not At Them. And I want to, I want to have the subtitle just to be Speak With People, Not At Them, uh, how not to be a jerk like that. <laughs> that's really like, like the simplicity, you know, you're not putting any weight behind your words. I think another part to it is you waste moments with people. You waste moments. And so I'll, I'll never forget my wife's grandmother. When I first met her, her grandmother had lost her brother in a car accident and her brother left one day to go drive somewhere in her she, she didn't hug her brother goodbye and that he was in a car accident, didn't make it. And so this woman, every time anybody ever left anything, like they could be getting up to go to the bathroom, she would hug them mm. because that moment was so powerful. And I think when we speak at people, we forget that these moments we have with people are precious and they're these incredible moments. This is why I think I could never be like a, a successful man. This is going to get me in a lot of trouble if anybody listens to this. So I apologize, but like a successful mega church pastor, because <laughs> I've worked at two very, very, very large mega churches and I've loved those experiences. But one of my takeaways was projects over people. 
get the tasks done, get the project done, move the new project forward, take new ground, yeah, yeah. enlarge your territory. And for me, I've always flipped that. People yeah, projects. yeah. I, I actually did that. So when I went to college, I was so busy. I studied four years of college in three because I wanted to graduate. Ooh. Yeah, woo, woo, woo. I did four in eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also worked full-time at Walmart wow. while I was doing it because I had to pay for college. So I was up at the, you know, before the crack of dawn, getting to the <laughs> seven o'clock. You were going to say crack of dawn. No, 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 But no, then no. you're yeah, like, yeah. should yeah. I? I was like, words I have know. meaning. I was going <laughs> to make sure. I don't want to take people to a place I don't want to take. <laughs> but I was, I was up really early. And I was running from the time I woke up until the time I went to bed because I had to take so many classes and I had to go to work and all of this stuff. But I remember I wasted a lot of time in college, which was the connection point where I like I didn't make a ton of friends. Mm. And I uh, so I missed out on a lot of yep. the part of college because I was more... I was more project and I yep. would be running and I just have my backpack on and I wouldn't really look at anybody and I wouldn't really yep. talk to anybody. And I'd be like, I got to get my homework done. And I got this and that. And that. So it's kind of what you're saying yeah. where, you know, you waste those moments whenever you don't understand the importance of people yes. and, the, and the communication and the connection that you can make with people. And I wish that I was the hero of this. But I could get some people on the phone right now who worked with me. My second church or third church I was a youth pastor at, I'm a, on the Enneagram. If you follow the Enneagram, I'm a four, so I'm a unicorn. Uh, so, you know, I've got like the up and down personality. I'm a romantic, creative. I like to go to creative spaces. That's why I go walk in crazy areas, like why I'll wake up super early and drive to downtown Tampa or Clearwater Beach. Or I just, I like to get away and think. But then I'm a three wing. And so I got the drivenness. So in my 20s, all I wanted was to be the next it guy. I wanted to be the next it youth pastor. I wanted to have the biggest youth group. I wanted to be speaking on every stage. And so I was so driven. So we could get some people on the phone right now, and they would tell you that in that season, I definitely put projects over people. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. And it took like a, a giant you know, crash where I realized, wait a minute, no, 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 I got to flip this, especially with a pastor's heart. And so, you know, you speak at people, you're wasting those moments. I think the other part is you speak at people regularly. You take no time to learn someone's story. This is huge. People's stories are their history and their life and their connection. And they're usually their why. Yes. Why do they do what they're doing oh, is so because good. of who they are. So if you don't have any idea what the story is behind the person then you, it's really easy to misjudge their actions. Yes. So if you don't take that time, then whenever you tell them to do something, you don't understand why they push back on it or why they readily accept it or why they never question or all of that stuff is wrapped up in that story. And so if you're trying to communicate something to them, even as a boss or yes. as somebody that's in authority, you're going to want to know, okay, this is the story behind this person. And so this is why they do what they're doing. And this is why they react to the words that I use. Right. Oh, that's you know? so good. If you have never read the book by Peter Scazzaro, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, you have to go on Amazon right now, buy a used copy for whatever, 39 cents, and then pay $8 for shipping. <laughs> But read this book. It's difficult. It's hard. But Peter talks a lot about how we all have our origin stories, and they form us. 
and like the generations of those stories form us. And that's why it's so important to grab a cup of coffee. We see Jesus all the time sitting across from people, learning their story, listening to them, listening, listening. I think another way that we speak at them is we have an MBA in talking down to people. We have an <laughs> MBA. I'm an MBA dropout, so I can kind of speak to this, which is true. I, I, I wish I wouldn't have dropped out. I made it two years, and then we moved from one state to another. But some people are just more gifted at talking down at other people. Or like Proverbs talks about, their words are like little jabs. Mm. I, don't, I can't remember what proverb that is exactly, but you know, sharp words are like a little jab yeah. from a knife, which unfortunately, maybe a little, little moment of too much transparency and authenticity. Even this morning, I was reminded by my wife that as good as I am with words that help lift up, I am also as good at times with words that help dismantle. And so it's this daily journey of going, okay, I've, I've got to, I got to speak with them. So not at them. Uh, and I think another for, for speaking at them, you're a Jedi and one upping. Do you know this kind of person who just always one ups what you have to say? Oh, not only do I know that person, I know 14 <laughs> people like that. <laughs> well, I know 15 people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian Regan, the comedian, he's so good. He talks about the one upper. And Brian was in his comedy bit. He's like, yeah, I went and had this cavity and it was so bad. And the person interrupts him and they're like, well, I had seven root canals at oh, once. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one upper. For sure. I think another way you speak at people is you make people guess what you're thinking. You're always leaving out important parts of the communication process. And so you always walk away going, what were they trying to say? Like, there's no clarity. Yeah. There's no, they're just always trying to think. I think if you're speaking at people, people are just a means to an end. You just kind of see them as like, okay, I need their help so I can get this done. Or I just need their like on Facebook or whatever it is. I think another thing, you speak at people when you just, you just assume the worst uh, all the time. And so this gets me in the, definitely in the past and even today, I'm, I still got to work with it all the time because as soon as an assumption comes in my mind, I go, you know what? I'm going to assume the best. I'm not going to assume the worst. Oh, yeah. That's a conscious thing. You have to, I have to at least assume, say yes. I'm going to assume the best. Yes. Because I automatically default to the worst. Yes. I always think, oh, that I'm a very cynical person. I know you don't think that, but I'm a very cynical I really don't. Person. That's surprising that and, you would say you're really cynical. I would say that, yeah, I mean, I automatically assume the worst and I have to flip the switch and yeah. be like, no, 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 no. Now maybe they were just having a bad day or maybe this or maybe that. So I have to do that because I do assume the worst and just kind of, I mean, maybe I don't react like that, but internally I think that usually. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, it's a good one. You know? I get it. I think there's a couple other social cues when you speak at people, you don't look them in the eye your voice shows no inflection at all. And so they don't know if you're really listening or you're caring or not. I mean, th this is just sitting, you know, face to face with someone or on a team. Like there's a whole other list for if you're on a stage, like we'll talk about that in a future episode, which I was thinking when we were talking earlier about Buckrack, it reminded me, <laughs> it reminded me <laughs> about being on stage. <laughs> no, Whoa. but we should do a whole episode just on, uh, should should someone cuss? Should we swear? Oh man! Gosh, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, Let's man. talk about it. Golly from, uh... gee, yeah, that, would be, <laughs> that would be a bad one. So that's when we speak at them. 
let's talk about a few things when we speak with them. Like what are some characteristics of speaking with them? I think a, a big giant characteristic is we genuinely care for people. Yeah. And people know that. They know it. You can, I mean, your, your uh, BS detector goes off on people. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but you are definitely allowed okay. to say that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later about talk whether, about yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell. I mean, I can tell when someone's just schmoozing me because they want something out of me. Yes. And I'm pretty sure people can tell that whenever I do the same thing. Right. You got to genuinely care. And that's hard to communicate sometimes, but, yep. but it happens. I think another characteristic of when you speak with people, and these things are going to help you be heard. Like you really understand how powerful your words are. We've talked about this. The whole next episode is just on words, but you really do understand how powerful they are. You're not oblivious or obtuse to the fact that you're just spilling words out of your mouth. I, um, years ago when I did that assembly, she's kindness over bullying. I would talk about how kindness lifts other people up. And uh, I would do this illustration with toothpaste. This is like the youth pastor central, but I'd bring up three kids at a table. There was a tube of toothpaste at each kid. And then I would say, Hey, kind of count of three, you got to get the toothpaste out as fast as you can. And so everybody was cheering, you know, kids are doing crazy things. One time I was in, uh, I was up North Michigan somewhere and a kid just slammed his fist on the toothpaste and it squirted out like seven rows. Nice. It was Mass chaos. It was hilarious. But at the end, there's one winner and they'd squeezed out all this toothpaste and it went out super fast. And I was like, okay, okay. We don't have a winner yet because the second part of the game on the count of three, they have to get the toothpaste back in the container. And so the whole place is like, what? This is stupid. This is crazy. And so we count down three, two, one. And then, you know, there's always that one goofy kid who was like, you know, just wanted to eat up the audience and he would try to get the toothpaste back in. But it's just a beautiful illustration for how easy words come out and how hard they are to get back in. Because sometimes my words just come out. I was speaking at a retreat in upstate New York. It was an Episcopalian. It took me years to be able to say Episcopalian. <laughs> Actually, our mutual friend, Patty Gibbons. Oh, yeah, yeah. She booked me to speak. And so I'm at this retreat, upstate New York. It's like the winter. And if you've ever been booked as a retreat speaker, the first night, nobody knows you. So they're just like, who's this like weird guy walking around? And then by lunchtime, the second day, people are like, oh, you're the speaker. Hey, 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 hey. So the second morning I'm walking around in like the little cafe area and I'm talking to kids and I walk up to this, this group of gals and I was like, hey, everybody. And I was high-fiving, you know, like, how are you guys doing? It's Saturday. Do you sleep well? And I get to this one gal, girl. I was like, hey, and I go to high five her and she wouldn't high five me. And I was like, oh no, like, am I okay? Is my hand dirty? And I was making a big deal out of it. You still have toothpaste on your hand from the, oh, from the night before. No toothpaste. And I was like, no, seriously, high five, high five, high five. And I was making just a big deal about it. And I, I missed all the social cues of the group of kids behind her as they were trying to give me like the stop talking, you idiot. And so finally, this young woman lifts up her right hand and there is no right hand. She does not have a hand. It's just, mm. and I, I felt so small, so dumb. So, I mean, like I, I was, I did this. I was speaking at all of them. I was missing the cues. I was, I wasn't paying attention to them. You were going to get your 
message I was across, getting my message across. Whether they wanted it or not, right? I couldn't believe it. I apologized to her. And she made fun of me. She laughed at me because she was used to that sort of thing. But I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Like, that's that's how powerful they are. Speak with. Okay. we And we kind of talked about this with the, with the at, but, you know, you got to realize moments with people are precious. Yep. Moments are, are precious. And so to, you know, look forward to them. I think another one, you're a student of people. You're a student of people. You actually care. And I think this goes along with their stories. Yep, for sure. When you sit and listen to them, you actually ask questions that go into their stories. We'll talk about this more in the next episode. But yeah, one, I, of, one of the things that we're not good at is observing. Oh, yeah. And, I, and yeah. I think when I was a missionary in Mexico City, I realized that I would get better at communicating with people if I would get better at observing. Yes. Yep. And so I could, even if I was learning the language or whatever, if I would sit down and just observe and listen, then I would be able to communicate yep. with people. And it was a big game changer for me whenever I understood that I had to be a student of that culture and of those people in order to be able to get any kind of message across. Yep. And it works here too. It's not just a, yep. a cross-cultural thing. It's a, how can I get my message across? Well, if I understand my audience then I'll be able to probably talk to them even better. And it works in business. It works in ministry. It works everywhere. In life, in your home. Yeah, I mean, that's so incredibly true. Because one of the things we talked about speaking at people is the whole danger of assumption. And if we knew their story, it was, there is so often when I led teams over the years and someone would come to me and they're like, hey, I haven't heard from so-and-so. I don't know what they're thinking. And I was like, you know, there'd be times where I'm like, okay, well, Let's give them a call. Let's find out. And they would say something like, oh, I'm so sorry I haven't responded. I was dealing with a sick parent or I was dealing with my kid who's going through this thing. We just assume the worst. But if we actually knew what was happening in their lives and we cared for them and we were a student of them, it was huge. The flip, when we, we, we talked about speaking at people, we said not to speak down. But the flip of that, when we speak with people, we actually we talk them up. It, it's just fun. It's just fun when we talk people up. Like, especially when you're in a crowd and you're all talking and, and you go, oh my goodness, Dennis, you got to tell that story you told me. And then you get the spotlight. Romans 12 in the message talks about how we need to discover beauty in everyone and to practice playing second place. Like that's from the message version of it. Mm. I love that. Like, Give somebody else the platform. Give somebody else the time to share. Call them out and be like, you got you to gotta tell us about that. Right, yeah. That's a lot of fun. I think another way is you're a master question asker. Yeah, that has to do with being a student. Absolutely. I mean, the best way to learn is to ask a question. That's right. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about that the more and more that we can. And then you actually listen more than you speak. When I was a small group pastor, I used to teach my small group leaders the 80-20 principle. Like, Ask questions and talk 20% of the time and listen 80% of the time. That's really difficult. But if you get to that place, man, people feel heard. They're ready to go. Yeah, and if you ask the right questions, then people will talk. Oh, my goodness, yes. You speak with people when you stop one-upping them and you lift them up. I mean, this is kind of the talk-up thing, but how often is your text message just filled with texts from friends who are like, hey, do you remember that time 10 years ago when you helped me move? Yeah, I'm st I'm still grateful for that. Or do you remember the time when I called you and I was like, I can't do this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you can. You can actually do it. 
You speak with people when you don't force a connection. That's just a huge connections takes time. It takes time. Yeah. And part of it is like kind of, I think one of the values of speak with people is that this is a journey. This is why yes. we're talking about this is we're, we're all trying to get better. And so maybe you have some of those people that it's hard to connect with. Maybe it's hard. Maybe you're a parent and right now you've got a 13 year old that you can't connect with or a 14 year old or could be any age, but, and you can't connect with them and you have to understand that, okay, maybe just maybe I just need to each day try to find a connection. Yes. Yep. Not force it. Yep. And know that this is a journey and that in a few weeks, months, days, I don't know, there will be a connection. Yes. There will be a way in Patience. which I can, I can communicate with them. And it happens not just on the family level. It happens at work. Maybe there's a difficult yep. person that you're trying to connect with. And it hap- I, I like to try to do that even whenever I'm at a, at a restaurant or I'm at a store and there's somebody that's giving me bad customer service. I actually try to flip that around. Mm, that's good. <laughs> I'm like, that's really good. I'm like, challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. And instead of just getting angry and like just being mad, I try to say, okay, this person's probably obviously having a bad day. Yep. Because you can't be in, you're not going to be in customer service for long if you're acting that way all the time. So yep. they're probably having a bad day. So now how can I try to connect with them and then make them smile. And so I, I kind of look at it as a game, but it, it's a journey. You can't right. force that connection. You have to try to do that little by little. Little by little. And can I just piggyback on what you said? Parents of teenagers listening, and maybe this is just my years of working with teenagers and then having teenagers. But if you want to communicate with your teenagers, just be patient enough to know that it's okay to wait for when they want to talk. If you try to force it with a teenager... You're not going to ever get out of them. They're like cats. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> the more we put the cat on yes. our lap, yes. <laughs> our cat at least, yes. he jumps off. He's that's out. Right. He's out. No, nope, I'm not like, doing that. But if you like wait, so just that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's an aside. That's extra. That's bonus content. That was great. There's a couple more. You speak with people. You, you value communicating continually. Like people aren't saying, oh, I wonder, I wonder what's happening. I wonder what's going on. I wonder what's, I learned years ago. So I was a young, young youth pastor and I had parents complaining all the time that they didn't know what was happening in our youth group. And for years that plagued my leadership where people were like, I don't know what's happening. So I flipped the switch. And now I think people would complain that they are getting communicated too much. And I would rather take that type of complaint than we don't know what's going on. Yeah, there's no such thing as over-communicating. No, even if it's bad. Even if you've got to communicate something that's like not fun, at least you're communicating it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, the last one. You speak with people, your emotions are tamed, so they and your words don't cause great damage. Like if you're healthy emotionally especially when you have to have difficult conversations or especially when you have to, your emotions are not going to lash out on someone because it's hard. Just like that toothpaste illustration, it's hard to get that back, you know, once you did. So how can, how can, how can I really be heard? And we're going to put the notes uh, from this uh, in, in In the description, description. So you can look over these, but my hope, my challenge, take some time, look over these and say, okay, all right, the at at people. Am I am I regularly doing some of these? Then ask your spouse. <laughs> ask one of your kids because they'll give you the real truth. Cuz maybe you're going, 
I don't think I do, but let's ask a coworker. Do I do any of these things regularly? And then look at the with side and go, okay, how can I communicate this way so I'm ready? So I'm ready. Years ago, I had a Bible college professor. Her name was Jenny Knowles. Jenny Knowles. Her and my mom are the primary reasons I graduated Bible college. I just, I was not a good student. I just wasn't. <laughs> I just wasn't. I did not finish, you know, ahead of time like you did, my friend. <laughs> I wish I would have had that. I was already working in the field. I thought, why do I need to do this? And without Jenny's words speaking into my life, I don't think I ever would have graduated. I don't think I ever would have finished. And then she helped me get uh, a couple of, well, she actually helped me get my first speaking gig in 1998 when someone paid me $200 to speak at their event. Now, I brought four people with me and I ended up paying them because I brought people to come with me. But Jenny has been this person who I don't think I would have finished college. I definitely wouldn't have got my first speaking gig. That led to you know, 500 more or so over the last 26 years. I hope I didn't sound like a tool right there wow. saying the number. Ooh. I know, I know, but I'm proud of that. And so we need to have people like that in your life. So the challenge is uh, speak with people, not at them. Speak with people, not at them. Yeah, that's a big, a big thing to try to do for sure. Well, goodness, thank you for joining us for this second episode. This was a lot. I know we just went into a lot here, but look over the show notes. Take some time to think through this, and hopefully you'll start this journey with us where you'll go, okay, I'll jump into the deep end, and I'll start speaking with people, not at them. Listen, this podcast doesn't exist without you. We want to hear from you, so please leave comments. Email me, jason at speakwithpeople.com. Let me know if there's topics that you want us to talk about. Let us know if you have questions. Thank you for leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening to this. Thank you for subscribing. And really, thank you for sharing this. Because if you share this with someone you know and they share it, hopefully our message gets out there. So thank you for joining us for this second episode. We'll see you in the next one. We'll see you in the next one.